0: yeah I don't like that the President's stealing my infrastructure week jokes <laughs> like that' that's been a staple of this show for like the past three years, and he just took it he uh during his press conference and he say uh it's finally infrastructure week, it feels so nice to finally say that or something
1: he did yeah, I think he that me- was a clip on the Daily maybe
0: yeah, he owes me royalties on that i I think that's unfair,
1: you and Darth right.
0: Yeah, the uh, I always happen to be mentioned in the same sentence with him. I'm not sure he mm. uh, he or she would ever knows who I am, but that's I got I got one retweet by Darth, and again I thought of putting that on my resume, but that seemed unwise. <laughs> I'd uh, hire you. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it wasn't even my dog though, but it was a dog I I met though, before. So anyway, uh, this is gonna be a quick week, or we're just gonna get right down to business because there is actually a uh, a tech tie in to infrastructure week which is uh you you're you're a bit of a flip-flopper or something i I am yeah yeah yeah. and i i'm very curious to hear what happened because not not to gloat but i do feel like you're coming back around to my side of things
1: it's not the first time it's happened over the course of the show if we're Mm -hmm. being honest Mm -hmm. so what's so well okay so there's well, I guess so let's let's set the context here, which we which we like to do. So you were uh, previously
0: YouTube TV's biggest cheerleader <laughs>
1: for all right. of six weeks. Yep. So I, you know, canceled my cable TV through Comcast, went with the you know internet only plan through them, and had been using. YouTube TV for any sort of live TV and DVR needs since uh I guess like kind of like the end of July. it was like whenever the Olympics started was kind of when I when I made the the switch. And you know at at first it was it seemed it seemed it seemed like YouTube TV made a good first impression. And looking back, I think that was for a couple of reasons. One was that the picture quality seemed so much better. Then I was getting through my TiVo using Comcast. But that was a little deceiving because for those first couple of weeks we were watching YouTube TV, it was pretty much all Olympics. And that was a rare instance of something that was coming through in 4K. And, you know, when we started watching some non Olympics stuff, it became clear that the picture quality was basically just the same as it was on um, Comcast. Mm-hmm. The other thing that kind of changed quick, specific... Okay. Quick question. Yeah,
0: have you... Because have you, I mentioned, uh, or I've been advocating for the um, Xfinity Stream app for a while. Had you ever pulled up Xfinity Stream in a browser or on an iPad just to look at what Comcast's picture quality is for that type of thing?
1: I I've used it on my iPad just when, you know, watching TV like in the bedroom and folding laundry or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I don't particularly pay close attention to picture quality in that context. But did not strike honest. you as
0: much better or worse than maybe a TiVo to go recording or something like that?
1: You no, know, not not particularly. Okay. Um So then the other thing that kind of changed specific to YouTube TV was um we started using its DVR functionality more as you know the shark season started and as the laker season has started and the, the DVR stuff's just not it's not very good on YouTube TV and i think you kind of pointed that out as well when you were poking around inside the app
0: yeah cuz isn't isn't it kind of mostly like DVR in quotes like where like it doesn't allow you to at least with TiVo, like if you have had like a channel on and you record a show, you can go back, like you can get most of the episode where if you hit record on YouTube and it isn't either happening in the future or you're currently watching it, you can't or something.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's just, the the whole thing is just, it. it's not very well designed. Like there was a particularly egregious example that happened the first Sharks game we went to watch. Uh like the first game of the season I think we watched live, so this didn't come up. But I think it was like the second game. It was a game that we were going to watch, you know, tape delayed. And I th- I think the Sharks were playing like on the East Coast. So the game was was already over when we went to start watching it. And by default, what the YouTube TV app does is below the little tile where you go to, you know, start playing the recording. Mm-hmm. It shows you the score. <laughs> and oh, it's there, awesome. there's a setting to turn that off, which of course we did. Why would that be the default? Exactly. So and I bring i, well, I,
0: I mean, that's a that's a time saving feature. It's like Instapaper or it like that's I mean now you don't they, TiVo or not TiVo, Google saved you three hours.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I guess so. Um so I I bring that up just as, you know, to highlight that just throughout the the user interface of YouTube TVs not the best.
0: What what's what's the feature called, or what's what's the toggle like game spoiler? Like what what, what on earth could they possibly call that, it, where it's suggested to be a good thing?
1: It's just literally like turn off all scores for this team, and there's like a little checkbox that you check. Um, and then the the other kind of issue <laughs> with recordings is that so scrubbing through a recorded video is really really fast. Which is nice. However, the way that you scrub, and that this is true on both the Roku app and on the Apple TV app. So I assume it's just kind of this way, no matter how you access YouTube TV. And that's you get you know, you get your timeline in the bottom of the screen, and then it's just like a little like almost like picture in picture little like mini view of like what you're fast forwarding to.
0: Well, so but it, works, it works like
1: YouTube yeah yeah exactly um, but that that little preview is so small and of such it's such low resolution that it's really hard to tell exactly what you're fast forwarding to and so you know skipping through commercials is just not a particularly good great experience again it's really responsive and it's fast which is which is nice and is was certainly not the case with tivo but um still does not not a great experience
0: and the apple tv most not a precision input device
1: definitely not no so there there was kind of the souring of youtube tv that's been happening and then the other thing that happened was i I got just, you know, a, a, a mailer from Comcast um, about a week or two ago. And like, I always kind of, you know, knew that by bundling in TV, I, you know, basically break even compared to or maybe save a little bit of money compared to what I was paying for just internet through Comcast and then YouTube TV on top of that. But. What I didn't realize is that I could get gigabit internet. I'm currently on, I think, like their 400 meg down plan, like some absurd number of channels, Um, HBO and Showtime. I couldn't even tell you what's on Showtime, but I could get it and all of that would end up being even after you add in all the like broadcast fee and regional sports fee and stuff which interestingly you don't pay with YouTube TV um but even if you add all that in it was still 20 bucks less per month <laughs> than what I'm paying now um so they they basically made me uh, an offer I couldn't refuse as you like to say Carlos Yeah um, uh good fellas <laughs> um and then the the last thing that's more like comcast related is i wasn't aware of their whole cloud dvr setup right have you are you aware of this
0: we talked about this last week when i was uh, talking about um the potential of there being an xfinity stream app for apple tv kind of solving my particular issues and then you'd mentioned that you thought they had that and I thought that was more maybe of a whole home d b. r and just like to share between like x one boxes, but I don't think we actually came to any details or actual resolution on that
1: so i I did a bunch of digging into it and i'll I'll send you a link to like an f a q that they have, and then we'll put this in the notes as well um it sounds pretty great like it it sounds like this is something that will allow you to you know watch your recordings anywhere so you you don't need to be physically at home um you know you can access this stuff on your mobile device you can even download programs locally if you know if you're not on a an internet connection like if you're on a plane or something so you know this this seems pretty solid um the only thing that was not clear to me is whether or not you need an X1 box in order to facilitate you, this you do
0: according to the FAQ who is eligible for X1 Cloud DVR all X1 customers with DVR service in launched areas are eligible
1: so it it's 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 very strange because like I and so I I guess like you know long story short I just minutes before we got on the call here I put through the order and I'm I you know the new cable modem's been ordered like you know it's all infrastructure week here if you will which i think is already a joke that you've made mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um but the as i was going through the checkout process it, it it includes the i think it's like 150 hours you get by default of x1 cloud dvr functionality and that's that's there but then you have to separately add an x1 box so I thought like, well, it's weird that like the, the cloud service DVR is listed even before I add a box to the service. But I had read this page and I had seen in a couple of other places it referenced that you know you you need a box in order to have all of this cloud stuff work. So the the box is yeah, five dollars a month. And Is it really? Yeah, it? it's five dollars $5 a month and until the apple tv app is released i don't really have a way to access um tv on the on the oled because i I don't think there's a stream app built into the lg stuff either so so
0: quick real-time follow up there i'm googling for it so i think you're i think you're maybe um it might be either unclear marketing, or you're you're mixing up a couple of things. So there's an X1 box, but they, even their um like this is just a cable box. Box is called X1, where it, like it'll it's like a digital cable tuner and has like all the Netflix apps and stuff. But that's just like a cable box. So it shows that your first TV box is five dollars a month, but it's ten dollars a month in terms of a DVR fee. So it's fifteen.
1: Well, it's only through my checkout process. It was only five bucks. I didn't. I didn't have the other ten added. And
0: you're sure you got the X1 DVR and not just the X1 box.
1: I I think so.
0: Okay, you'll find out soon.
1: Uh, I will. I will find out soon. Um, because what did they? Let's see. What did? Pull up in the the, very interesting for the listeners. Very, very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what they what they tune in for for sure. Um, What does my email say? It says that I am getting a X1 TV box.
0: Yeah, you didn't get
1: a DVR. Standard DVR service included. Hmm. Okay, no. we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. All
0: right. Uh you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs>
1: that's right. Um uh, okay, so yeah, well, that's cool. um, so yeah, I mean kind of um crazy that um um I'm getting gigabit ethernet. I was thinking like as a kid I would have thought that was just like the craziest thing. Um so you know kind of way more than i need although the other kind of seed that you planted good this really is partially your fault mm-hmm. is that that 35 up sounds really nice
0: yeah but again that's that's not that's not a my fault thing that's a that's an upgrade like it's the 10 megabits that you get is just absurdly slow especially if like i assume in your home because you have um Like, do you have any video cameras that are just always... Like, I mean, like, I have a Nest camera that's always doing stuff. But, like, other than your video doorbell, do you have any, like, cloud-accessible exterior or interior cameras?
1: Uh, no. Mm -hmm.
0: But, like, just when stuff's... Like, if you have stuff backing up to iCloud and you have a a thing going, like, 10 megabits is just not enough. Totally. Yeah. I mean, 35 is, like, I, I wish it, like, I mean, I know Fios and Verizon will never come to the West Coast, but like, I mean, having symmetric gigabit uh, or symmetric anything would be nice. But yeah, 10, even 35 is, it's better, but it's not, still not great. Right. Well, cool. Nice job. Or, uh, <laughs> uh, hardly knew ya uh, YouTube TV.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, obviously, like, I guess the other consideration here, which we've, you know, brought up before is, you know, I- I've, I've seen the X1 stuff in person a bunch with, you know, friends and family. And it's, it, it seems generally bad, but (laughs) you know, it's not like TiVo was hitting it out of the park in recent years. And as we've also said repeatedly on this show, like I watch so little live TV now, it's, it's not like I'm interacting with it a ton. Um, and if by some chance the stream app is really good on apple tv then that you know will also kind of help solve that problem so we'll see
0: yeah yeah the only big knock i have against like actually the x1 box in terms of uh like in the league of cable company dvrs is not bad um and this wouldn't this would have been more of a, a knock against it Prior to Tivo doing it, but x x one is very bad for having um copious in guide ads, but so does Tivo now, so uh, what's the difference hmm yeah, but they're always for, <laughs> they're always for comcast properties, so you always have like I remember I was staring at an Airbnb and like every single time you change the page on the guide, it would just show a despicable me ad or some <laughs> more exp- <laughs> trash so- uh-huh. anyway, let me know how it goes and congrats on your faster upload speed and Sorry you're having to replace your cable modem again.
1: Well, I know. I so this evening um going through the Amazon purchasing process for that. I saw that the cable modem I had bought to take advantage of that 400 megabit per second service that I was getting, I only got in like December of last year, Ugh, which yeah. Now is I'm... wa wasteful, but
0: I remember when I was doing my my own personal infrastructure week and I was getting all the unify and ubiquity stuff set up and I'd replace my cable modem um and then I had to replace it 9 months later for the the gigabit thing so it was kind of hmm yeah it's yeah. still it's still in my uh to recycle to sell electronics pile box yeah
1: so. the other wild card with my networking infrastructure here are these Google Homes that I have um you know with all with all of this like simplified mesh networking stuff like you can think of eero and you know a handful of other companies doing this now like they really don't want you to worry yourself about like the technical details of like what they're capable of um so it's it's harder than you'd expect to find out exactly you know what the specs are of something like the google homes that i have but in digging around it seems like they support um, well, I mean, they obviously support gigabit over Ethernet, but then I think they also support whatever wireless standard is is gigabit. Like, is it, I don't know what it is. Is it like eight hundred two eleven AC? AC, that's right. I, I think they support that as well. So, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, and if if they end up not, then <laughs> that's going to be a whole other. That's going to be a whole other thing to unpack. So potentially um, more to you, come.
0: I think you're, you are may be a lower your expectations for that. Cause, I mean, I have a really, I think like the most decked out uh, ubiquity setup I can get. And I like, I'm not, unless I'm on my iMac, I'm not getting a gigabit down. Like it's depending on which part of the apartment and, and as you, which you've described as cozy. It, I'm getting four to six. Like don't, don't, I wouldn't think about that.
1: So you're getting four to six what?
0: Or sorry, 400 to 600 megabits down. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, so don't, if you, like, do a speed test on your laptop, like, actually, well, I've got the MacBook Pro right here.
1: Test. Also riveting radio here. Uh, People
0: can hear how uh, all the fans spin up on this laptop. (laughs) Yeah, 300 megs down. Like I mean, it's it's fine. Okay. I, I I would not worry about that.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm all. I mean, the, the other thing with the Google Homes, like they reliability wise and performance wise, they've they've been really good. Um, the thing that's annoying is I think we talked about this on the show. Google got rid of the standalone app that they're
0: trying to shoehorn literally everything in the the thing that's made for their voice assistants right
1: yeah and it's, it's just like the google home app yeah mm-hmm. and so now the only way to access any of the settings um is through the google home app which is really really bad um it's not like i have to access those settings all that often so it's kind of a, you know, an X1 box situation where I know it's bad, but it's not like I interact with it all that much. So, you know, there's that, too. So, yeah, TBD on the the router setup.
0: Mm-hmm. OK, well, cool. All right. Do we have any other follow up? I don't think so. Uh, we can well. It's kind of follow up. Uh, well, so uh, Peloton uh, reported earnings this week. Seems like the at home fitness craze is waning a little bit. They're spending a whole ton of money on marketing, and um, their shares fell about a quarter this week of their value. But the reason I bring that up is, uh, the fitness app says that you are somehow you've been motivated or like tripled down or number one plused on using like your Peloton all the time. So I'm just curious, what 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 flipped?
1: Well, I mean, I I alluded to this, like when I first got the Peloton over the summer, um, it was just kind of a busy summer, lots of like travel and stuff, and like just some health stuff that n- nothing serious, but just like not, just wasn't in a good spot with the with the physical fitness stuff in general. But um, been feeling better recently, um, and also kind of um in parallel with all the travel and stuff over the summer, you know, restaurants, et cetera, et cetera, you know, put on a little bit of weight and and motivated to kind of reverse that trend. Um, And it's just, it's been kind of one of those things where it's like the more, the more I use it, the more I want to use it. Like it really is sort of addictive in the best sort of way. You like faith. the- do you have a favorite trainer oh i do for sure yeah <laughs> i do who what, what's, uh, what's his, so name? his name is ben Aldous. he's ben, out of the, the london um Pel- uh, peloton studio uh
0: <laughs> sorry i don't know why i was i i thought Aldus would be spelled a-l-d-u-s but, <laughs> but it's spelled all like all dis like, like <laughs> if you're just like you make it like if you're making a meme
1: yeah uh, um yeah so I've really really enjoyed him um yeah the the classes are just they're just really fun um and you know i am actually gonna you know pull an unprecedented thing that we only do every so often here and pull forward a chef special uh-huh so it's not it's not gonna just be the obvious thing it's not the peloton bike itself, but it's sort of just the having at home um like gym equipment it's, it's this is the, this is the first time i've ever had something like a bike or anything like it at home and it it it's so it's so great because what it does is it really eliminates any sort of friction with working out like for me i can be you know from here at my desk working to being on that bike in like three minutes, like changing clothes, walking over to that side of the house and having a class ready to go. And like that, yeah. that just, you know, no friction makes it so easy to do and makes it hard to say no. Well, that's, um, a,
0: that's an easy skill to improve on.
1: and you know i think that's that thought has also really come to mind recently with you know the weather starting to get a little bit more rainy and it getting dark earlier like it's so easy to find ways to not you know go for a run outside or something like that whereas you know the pelotons there you know rain or shine right um and you know the the variety of classes is really really nice in terms of styles and in terms of time um yeah i mean it 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 just once i once i actually got into a little bit of a routine with it it really just sort of clicked and i i really i really enjoy it
0: yeah i'm jealous and resentful just because like i like i can't have that uh, or like I just don't have any space for it. So no, that is, like it, during the rainy season and like the fact that, like I'm not jazzed about going to the gym. Like no, I'm I'm very envious of that. Um, so that's cool. Like, uh, but the one thing I will uh, two two things that I will bring up on uh going back to your fitness instructor though, um, is because I know the Peloton stuff is Android based. What is the? I know that like that the instructors like will curate like a playlist, and actually embedded on this page, um, is a Spotify thing. So is that like is how does the are you supposed to just listen to your own music or do they can you link into the instructor's playlist cuz for licensing reasons I assume there's
1: no way for them to broadcast that No 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 the the music plays with the class um hmm. and there there's actually so like my Apple Music account is connected to the bike as well and anytime a new track starts during the class it, it brings up a little banner on the top left and you can actually click this little heart icon on it and it saves it in a playlist on your apple music account
0: hmm. okay.
1: and i I, I, think, I think they have similar integration with spotify and then the other i think the reason you're also seeing spotify is i think it was just last week they they um released you know in um playlists that the instructors have curated and are just available on Spotify now, God. but yeah, no the, I mean the music the music plays during the class that's that's kind of like that's like two thirds of the kind of fun side of the class i mean the the instructor tries to make it fun too, but you know it's the music that really kind of makes a class what it is
0: uh Mr. Aldous has very varying tastes. Uh, he there's does. Big, there's yeah, a, he's a big range in this in the sixty four or sixty
1: six song playlist. He's a former DJ. Well, he's also
0: he, uh, quote on his on his bio. He quickly gained momentum and decided to take the leap of faith to leave finance behind and right. pursue his true passion of fitness.
1: Mm-hmm, Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah, he's. I I think maybe that is another another part of what changed as well, in in addition to you know just getting into a little bit of a better routine is um finding an instructor that you really connect with and that for me that was was Ben all this and that's probably 90% of the classes I take now are his so that that's that's a piece of it as well so yeah it's it's great um but you know i think more more importantly or more kind of specifically than just the peloton bike itself i just think having having this piece of equipment in your house that you can be on in literally two or three minutes and it's always there no matter what the weather is or time of day um and like that's you know it's key for me too because like you know my kind of my window each day to be able to do like a 30-minute workout is is you know there's really not a lot of like Time on top of that right like there's not commute time i could layer on top of that like it's it's 30 minutes is about all i got so and that's you know that you can do that with peloton because it's just right in the house so um or with you know any kind of gym equipment so so yeah yeah it's it's good stuff
0: the one bit of financial data on here that i did not know that they would disclose or that they would this would be something they highlight is that uh total workouts completed per month year-over-year uh, mm. year has dropped from 20.7 workouts uh, a month to 16.6 so the bikes are getting useless <laughs> yeah <laughs> fitness churn i like that okay this is this good article all right um got some follow-up on the or, or some updates on the uh the macbook pro mm. Um, I don't think I, I gave a couple of previews last week, but I don't think I gave like a full summary
1: or a review of it.
0: And, uh, I think that'll be pretty brief. It's great.
1: It's a real good computer. Yeah, it'd be hard to find anybody who has said otherwise.
0: So the highlights of it, well, there's, there's one low light that I found last night. So it's been getting, so as you mentioned, it's been getting, it's getting, been getting dark real early. It's been... Chilly and a little bit rainy. Uh, this computer doesn't get warm, and normally nobody would ever think of that as a um, a negative. But kind of kind of like the little the space heater aspect of having a a Mac laptop that runs Chrome. That's not <laughs> what this one does. It, it's it's ice cold all the time. Um, but yeah, a, a, a couple of, like couple like stray random thoughts uh, having lived with it. Um, battery life is outstanding. I've been using it just like as a normal computer. Um, I was able to use it just doing stuff from, I think like six o'clock to 11 o'clock and the battery dropped by only 30%. And that's, I'm not a Safari user. I, I use Chrome. I use a whole, I, I've got a lot of bloated and not very efficient apps running. <laughs> I feel like I'm like I Spotify and Slack and many things are, that are not native, that are electron. And yeah, battery life is very, very good. I've been able to make it, on average, like three days without having to plug it in. I don't worry about battery life, which is cool. Um, keyboard's fine. It's very fast. The instant on thing has not gone away. Like it's still, you open the lid. It's, it's ready to go for you. It's yeah. It's a great computer. Big Sur or or Monterey still kind of sucks, but I mean, it's, yeah. Great computer.
1: The, um, The instant-on stuff seems really, really
0: nice. But even beyond that, it has a new feature called Instant Excel. Like, (laughs) there's just so many things where, like, if I just open Excel on my iMac, which is a eight-core i7 processor, it's still gone, still gone. That that was seven seconds, maybe, to open up just a blank worksheet. And the other one, one bounce, it's open in like a second and a half. It's it's stuff like that where it's just it's very fast and just ex- extremely responsive um that makes me very happy notch still it it's it's very obvious but i don't care like i'm 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 not a, i don't like dark mode on any of my devices so if i had dark mode on i feel like maybe it would be less noticeable but it's fine who cares yeah good computer top it's it's nice when they make a computer that feels like a computer for people that like computers Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, that's I'm I'm happy slash gels.
0: Uh I, w- <laughs> I was gonna say I'll trade you up for a for a fitness bike, but actually no, that'd be a very bad trade. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I can't really think of much else. What else what else what, did didn't Mike have some observations this week? I forget what he was so jazzed about. Eh, it's fine.
1: Um well, he liked um, Stephen Hackett's review. Oh, which yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll put a link to, um, to that in the notes.
0: Yeah, the premise of that one I thought was fun, which because I hadn't read about it or heard about it until that episode, which was just that Stephen wrote a because everybody's writing the same review of oh hey it's got ports and the keyboard doesn't suck and it's X Y and Z and isn't isn't it great that Apple's making up for the mistake and Stephen's um, the premise of the article is let's pretend I was in a coma for five years and let's in the twenty twelve MacBook Pro. Is the one that i'm comparing it against, and just what what was the evolution and a lot of the stuff if you take out the the gap of that weird redesign that was unnecessary is that it's a pretty moderate update and it's just it's got a super fast processor and it's got a nice screen and otherwise it's continues to be a workhorse functional computer but yeah it's quick read and it's fun
1: it's just um it's just sort of crazy to think that. Ooh when you look at the history of the Mac, especially when we get a little bit further out here, like this, the period from 2016 to, you know, basically last year is just going to be viewed as like when Mac hardware was just not very good.
0: Oh yeah. It was a definite, definite dark age. And here, and the, the one thing that annoys me the most is that is when you, when you have to spend money on something that you know is not good, just because it's the only option. This happens in a lot of life, uh, areas of life because you don't ever want to be counted as a satisfied customer just because that's the only thing that was available. Right. And it's always a huge bummer. Uh, sorry. One other MacBook pro thing is that um, I ran out of, I thought I had a backup, but I don't have any more uh, dog rates stickers. So I had to very, very carefully peel my, uh, the, the um, a sticker off of my old laptop and try to reapply it. And it doesn't look that good. No. But they don't have any replacement ones, so I don't know what I'm gonna do because I do need some stickers on my computer. Not a lot of them, not not mic level, but I, I you, you kind of have to personalize it. So what are you gonna do? I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, I still I I it doesn't look terrible, but it doesn't look great. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I still have, and this is one that I've been meaning to ask upgrade about, I do have um the. Like you know, the thing that they do for Snell Talk, where it's the um, the NBC logo, but it's IMAX. I still have one of those. That's pretty good. I don't know if this is the computer for it though, because those are out mm-hmm. of print. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Is your are
0: all your devices all sticker free?
1: Correct. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't. no no fun for for my devices anymore.
0: Then I guess where do you have fun? <laughs> where where no like where um. Is there any part of your technology life that you and I I don't want I I, I mean this in, in, in a nice way that you you inject personality into? Like I know like I do, like cuz you don't you're not a case guy either. Like I know maybe watch bands, but like what yeah what what part of your tech life is oh, fun? Oh yeah,
1: watch watch bands are a good but that doesn't example. <laughs> um my well you know we've talked about my um Windows desktop computer that I built last year's got a bunch of really silly RGB lights, and the, and I <laughs> I also the Logitech um keyboard and mouse that I bought for that too's also got a bunch of silly RGB lights.
0: So that's that's kind of fun. But nothing that falls the outside of the house.
1: No, no. I mean all all my devices are you know space gray. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. Yeah, no no case. Um, so yeah, I guess other than. Um, other than some of my watch bands. Yeah. Not, not a ton of personality with, with my technology. Got it. Cool. Anyway, good computer. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm, I'm glad that it has lived up to what people were, were hoping it would be because expectations were really high on those machines, especially, you know, after the M one came out last year and after these rumors, which had been around for a while that, you know, like the ports were going to come back and the keyboard was going to be good, including, you know, the touch bar being gone, like there was a lot for these machines to kind of live up to. And I I feel like they, across the board, basically did. The only
0: thing I would say to that is that I kind of feel like Apple's getting slightly too much credit, like the... the the apple silicon part of it and and the arm processors and are and then like that's a that's a technical achievement that is uh kind of a tim cook uh what's what's the the only apple thing but the rest of it is just them not punching themselves in the face like it, like just having an hdmi port and not and not continuing to put in like a mini apple watch like which is basically what the touch bar was like it's actually very easy to just not do the wrong thing, so I mean, I guess congratulations for not choosing to do the wrong thing again. But but the true te- technological achievement of the ARM processors and the M1 Max and all that kind of stuff is is very commendable. So like again, yeah, I'm I'm happy they stopped. You've seen the meme where somebody is is riding their bike and they put a stick in their own bike tire, and they get mad that it. You know what I'm talking about. Hmm. What? <laughs> Hold on. Um. Uh. Copy image address. Slack. Nope. That's photos. I always do that. There we go. I don't know. I. I. This. This meme has never actually made sense to me. I forget what the context was supposed to be used in, but it's somebody basically just causing their own issue. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Moving on. You know, at that point, yeah. we'll we'll put this we'll put this in the notes. There's a, there's can... a meme like I remember like this this made the rounds when it was, it, it was big it was big in the Trump era, which is that like anytime Sean Spicer did a thing or something, it was just basically, yeah, you're you're sticking your 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 stick. <laughs> God <my> damn <laughs> <laughs> You're sticking your stick. Whatever doesn't matter.
1: Did did I just did I just put a stick in your bike tire?
0: No, I was saying this is Apple like the the butterfly keyboard and all the shitty Macs they were making was this like why are people unhappy with our computers even though we're making them bad on purpose
1: well yeah i mean that like, that the, is yeah i know i i we we've gotten into this before too on the show where it's like it, it 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 is weird that so much of what these computers are being celebrated for yeah, is is making, a return to five years ago.
0: Well, it's not even that, but it's, it's that the, the change was bad. Like, I mean, like, but I like, it's like, there's a very non-HR friendly analogy that I could make, but I'm, that I'm not going to, because people can imagine it. But it's like, it, 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 being applauded for stopping doing the wrong thing, there should be limits to that. I don't know. Like, again, I'm very happy for this computer. Again, it's Apple's last honest business, but meh, a, a fewer ticker tape parades for not fucking it up.
1: You know, it, I think one thing that Apple probably, at least from a PR perspective, is really smart to have done is to wait to basically undo all the bad changes they've made until they rolled out Apple Silicon. Could you imagine, like, if the Apple Silicon stuff either wasn't happening at all, or was maybe like a few years away and Apple was still using Intel, like, can you imagine if just all of a sudden they came out with a computer that was still using Intel that just sort of reverted back to the way things were five years ago, like that, that would have been, that'd been interesting. Like in a good way or a bad way? I mean, I mean, people, people people would have been happy that they made the change, but like, That would have really been like just really going back on all of these changes. Whereas, like, now it's sort of like, well, we've got this new processor and we could rethink things.
0: So, the processor transition you think gives them cover to revert a lot of the changes versus. Because, yeah, Yeah. because if they make an Intel machine that is basically just the 2015 MacBook Pro, but with current gen, whatever, like Intel processors, that would have been just too they wouldn't have been able to stomach doing that
1: yeah yeah
0: all right um oh and then the only other thing i don't know like nobody's actually been talking about this but i am bummed that it still doesn't have a cellular modem in it i don't know like i i know most people don't actually want that but that's that's i guess for for a near perfect computer that's the only thing i that i'm that i feel is a is a miss
1: it feels it feels like what's going to happen there is once Apple rules out their own ce- cellular modems, probably in the next couple of years. I think I think that's when we'll get um, cellular on the Mac. That'd be my guess. Yeah, yeah, seems
0: uh, plausible. Um, eh, supply chain stuff. This, this was a throwaway article, and you can put it in the show notes, but um, uh, apparently BMW is getting hit by the chip shortage particularly hard to the point where many iDrive displays will actually literally not have touchscreens anymore and will have the iDrive controller only. And in in, in response to that, uh, BMW is just going to knock $500 off the price, but you can't actually fix it later. You just don't have a touchscreen.
1: Yeah, this this story is really fascinating to me because there, I mean, there are lots and lots of examples of delays and shortages as a result of the, the chip shortage and those, you know, darn legacy nodes, but, you know, including with other car manufacturers, but, you know, with car manufacturers, generally the answer has just been delays in, in shipping, right? So like there's been these pictures of like, Tesla in at their Fremont factory, just having you know a parking lot full of cars that are essentially fully manufactured but are waiting on whatever Bluetooth chip or whatever they need before actually being shipped out. This is the kind of the first example I've seen where you know a manufacturer of any kind is basically just saying like, "Well, we'll just kind of forego a feature <laughs> that we can't get the chip for." And, you know, marginally discount the car to accommodate that. Um, but, you know, it's, there's a, um, what, what would the, what's the quote in this Verge article then? Um, oh, it's, what, what's worse is that. Practically speaking, you probably won't be able to get a touch screen installed after the fact with the five hundred dollars you're saving from the deletion. At this point, then it may just be best to try and wait it out while the chip shortage is expected to last until at least twenty twenty three. Cars are often a long term purchase. Do you really want to be using a touchpad instead of a touch screen in say twenty thirty? <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've I've generally
0: been like kind of anti touch screen in cars, but the iDrive seven system and like the very large responsive touchscreen that they have in the newer ones is very nice that this this sucks i mean or like yeah this i would i'm sure everybody who's listening to this is thinking about buying a brand new luxury car but like do not yeah don't don't do this
1: well yeah it seems like touchpads might have been preferable back when touchscreens in general and especially in cars were just not good yeah
0: but they're good but now. Or they're in good so many factors are good. in, in right. gm and ford and In most non-luxury cars, they still suck, but, uh, Tesla and BMW and, uh, some Audis are fine. Right. Um, yeah, weird. But actually you, you brought up another thing that bugs the crap out of me. Uh, do you, did you, um, listen to the highlights or, or see some observations about Apple's earnings call?
1: um the, the, a little bit of it you you get more plugged into that stuff than
0: well but most like i think apple said they are leave they are they believe chip shortages and related headwinds <laughs> will cause them to lose out or leave six billion in sales on the table does that sound right
1: that was that was the line they had yeah when talking about this most recent um quarters results
0: but i don't know and i'm not sure you're gonna know is legacy nodes a stupid phrase that Apple invented, or is that something that has always been in the industry?
1: I th- I think it's an industry term that just never really got any sort of attention <laughs> until the current situation we're in.
0: I don't I, like I, I just I hate that phrase so much from Apple because it, it because it, it it implies that oh it's it's everybody else it's not us. But no, but it's stuff that goes in, into your stuff. So the, just the fact that you have some parts of your fantastic only Apple best in the world devices that use just generic off-the-shelf Broadcom whatever-whatevers, I I, I don't know why every time I hear Tim Cook say legacy nodes, it, it, it just, I don't know, it bugs, it, it just irritates me so much. Like just saying like there's a chip shortage or something, but trying to be like, oh yeah, like the... the it's it's everybody else's fault is irritating.
1: I I guess so, but I I it does make sense. Like there's well, no, a it, certain it yeah it does. But then don't. But I guess
0: like Apple needs to stop pretending that every single part of their every product that they make is a wonder that came from Cupertino and is is the, everything else in the industry is trash. When a lot of stuff they're using is the same shit that everybody else is using. I I guess I mean that in its totality is the part that bugs me.
1: Well, sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like saying you go to the French Laundry, or no, sorry, a better restaurant, the German washing machine, but you're pretending that some of this isn't just like a carrot that anybody else can get.
1: Yeah. Not
0: sure the analogy works, but you know what I mean.
1: Is, is this like the, the stick in the bike?
0: No, it's it's like uh, mask mandates. It's
1: the stick in the carrot. Mm, got it. Or is that game theory? All right. I think you're thinking of Prisoner's Dilemma. Mm-hmm. That's,
0: that's a Easter egg for all time listeners. (laughs) Um, what else we got? Uh, to be, well, actually, can we, can we look at this in real time? I haven't actually looked at this thing. I I looked, so people who are not in the doc have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, we both went to the beautiful university of California at Santa Barbara. Um, and, uh, they have a a wide variety of, of, uh, on-campus living accommodations um, some of which are on the water, some of which are a one and a half mile bike way a ride away from everything. but there's something new that's coming out, and hopefully you know more about this than me that's uh called Munger Hall, which is being financed by some dude of that same name, and I guess the thing is that it's like this weird experimental like communal living situation sort of but not quite. Do you have any more details on this?
1: I I do. So I actually have been following this story semi-closely. Okay. What is it? Um, So, I mean, the the background here, which is, you know, not necessarily unique to UCSB, but is is certainly um, a bigger issue at UCSB than a lot of other campuses and is a broader issue in California at large, which is you know there's there's a pretty significant shortage of of housing and you know UCSB's student count has been going up in recent years and the community's had a difficult time keeping up with you know the demand for housing and so Santa Barbara put out this proposal for Munger Hall which is this just enormous building that um is designed to accommodate something like 4500 students which is just a a crazy number of students for a single building um and it's got this really unusual layout where each floor has Like a series of what they call houses, which are basically like groups of individual rooms that then share, I think, common spaces, bathrooms, and kitchens. And like all of that, it doesn't necessarily sound all that bad either. Necessarily, like assuming that that kind of style or that setup is is right for you. But the thing that's been grabbing headlines, and I think rightfully so, is the overwhelming majority of the student rooms don't have windows Mm. because the idea is they wanted to basically stuff as many rooms into this building as they possibly could, which included, you know, putting the majority of rooms in the center of the building where there's obviously no windows. Um, and that's, you know, that's sort of the other big critique of this building. In addition to the windowless rooms, is that just the the sheer density of the rooms, and again, the number of students that are expected to be housed in this space just doesn't seem reasonable or safe or or healthy. Uh, Um,
0: Wait, where are the last two words coming
1: from? What do you mean
0: safe and healthy? Wait, who's who's making who's making that case?
1: Well, I um, I mean everybody who's against this building but how do they feel it's unhealthy because having having that many people in such a confined area just i don't know doesn't seem like the healthiest environment
0: eh. um okay I, like uh, that so that was so good summary or or to uh to bring us up to speed like i mean eh, i i kind of and don't get that the only thing that i would it which is there's been a lot of um, controversial architectural decisions because of people who have grand plans in this type of thing. And actually, there was a I'll find it in the notes. I put this in Slack, but there was an architecture magazine article related to this where personally, apparently the person who financed it and like the architecture firm that he um, enlisted for. It has very strong feelings about certain things. The only part about that, that criticism that I feel is maybe. Fair is the windowless thing, but also for college students who will be leaving their rooms multiple times a day. Like that, I actually don't think is that much of a problem. Because, like, what what's the alternative? Like, they just keep building out from Isla Vista and going to your classes as a two mile bike ride every single time. Eh, That's so, so the the health aspect. I I would push back on but apparently this is being funded by or or spearheaded by a billionaire named charlie munger and yeah i will put a link um in slack for that yeah interesting but so where is it supposed to go
1: i um i was trying to figure that out too i
0: think the the article it says uh so Oh, there we go. So yeah, but I don't remember. Is Harder, Harder Stadium was kind of where the bridge to Isla Vista goes, right? Yeah. So the building will sit in a bowl. <laughs> the The building will sit in a bowl or lower ground surrounded by bluffs on two sides. Harder Stadium with its... Oh, no, it's not. Uh, Harder Stadium with its lights of comparable height sit on one side in terms of height above ceiling. All right. Yeah, okay, so it's not going to be as taller than the, um, like, the dorms that were built in the 70s. So, like, San Miguel, I remember that place, Um, and San Nicolas Halls. Eh.
1: Well, I'm actually, I'm glad that you linked to the article that you did, because I thought that that was another really uh, good summary of the building. And I think, I mean, this is, you know obviously in in audio programs this stuff is kind of hard to describe i think in full but to me what really is striking are the renderings of the floor layouts and of the rooms where in addition to the lack of windows i mean the other thing that really stands out is just how small the rooms are and just again Mm. how like together they are it's just so I don't know, so two things,
0: so I don't know how much opsec I have to compromise here, but how many years did you live on campus at u c s b two
1: three uh on campus just one
0: mm. so i in my second year on campus i i i think i uh I managed to snag a single, which is very very coveted i re- I remember that yeah, and I don't know if you ever came over do you remember how small I- it was i i did come over
1: and yeah it was it was it was cozy <laughs>
0: uh you, you're you're the worst um the it was uh, nice though <laughs> so th- i remember that that like based off these uh, this aerial diagram it looks basically like what you'd get at like a, like a single and this is not like these rooms are not for two people so what's the problem Like, so this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of these. You get like an actual honest to goodness kitchen, which you absolutely do not get in a traditional uh, dorm room situation. You get like a traditional bathroom, not like a weird funky four shower stall, like gym bath. Like there's a lot of advantages to this over a traditional dorm room. So again, the, the only knock that I'm willing to concede is that some of the rooms won't get windows but like i mean man, what do you get what are they gonna do yeah i, I need to read more into this but this is this is interesting that this type of debate is happening at a at a place we both went
1: mm-hmm. yeah when
0: is it allegedly going to be completed
1: well they haven't broken ground on it yet so some some number of years <laughs> i think
0: uh, technically not wrong yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh funny. All right. Um I mean the 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 windowless room thing or like the lack of windows is like I I just have like I would love to see one of these in person like I wish, you know, I wish there was just like a little like demo room that you could go to and like see what that's like because it it does it does just sound not particularly pleasant. And maybe maybe some of that's driven by i'm you know well beyond my college years now and maybe in my college years i wouldn't have minded so much but
0: there are people that live like six six people to like a two bed like a like a two like a three or a four bedroom house in Isla Vista
1: well so th- i i would, I, I would uh... push so the thing i would push back there though is that if, if your argument in favor of this is that, well, it's better than living in Isla Vista, mm-hmm. it's not like that's the gold standard of student housing either. Well, so, well, it
0: isn't, but but I guess my pushback is so, I don't know if you've ever paid attention to um, like UC Berkeley, where they have some of the strictest, strictest um, like you're only guaranteed on-campus housing your first year. Otherwise, because of uh, the resistance of uh, the city of Berkeley and uh people who live in the hills and, and just a general community, they there's like there's been such a struggle for them to, Like I don't know if you followed the um the People's Park debate um at Berkeley, but they're trying to make more housing so people can go to school and live and do stuff. And that's just it's an uphill battle all the time. Where Berkeley only allow like you only get one year where it's not this uh very tough lottery system to be able to stay on campus. In Berkeley and the East Bay does not have a ton of affordable apartments and housing either. So like, I mean, I get it, but like people, like if they're going to continue to boost the enrollments and people want to go to college, I mean, they need a place to live. And I I, I don't hate this. It's, it's, it's complicated, but I, I don't hate
1: it. I, I do. I'm not in favor of it based on what I've seen so far. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, I'll I'll do some more reading, and we might circle back to this. But yeah, interesting. Thank you for surfacing it, because yeah, I uh, where where did you hear about this? Because I I this had not crossed my desk at all.
1: There. So the what really I think made this story kind of blow up was one of the um, architects who had been working for UCSB for years, if not decades, um, resigned kind of in protest around the this project moving forward and he he gave you know a couple of interviews did you know very like diplomatic and everything but basically laid out the case you know why he was so vehemently opposed to it and then you know that got picked up a lot of places and you know again what's been really kind of headline grabbing is is the the lack of windows in most of the rooms
0: yeah but i mean the kids use Macs, anyways (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, mm. uh, so, what, what, what then, but the guy who kept inter- giving interviews what were his what was like his, the gist of his complaint
1: the i mean the, everything we've been talking about here the no There's windows in people? the rooms too dense mm-hmm. mm.
0: okay did he have an alternative plan was he basically like hey let's just recreate manzanita village or whatever just times 20 or like i mean
1: uh i i don't i i, did, I haven't seen that part but i mean that's been generally the the comment that people against this project have made which is that housing is absolutely something that needs to be addressed but that there are just less extreme ways to be able to to do it got it
0: um what else do we have that is interesting this week um can you explain a sports thing to me? I can try. So I saw something, and I gave this a um, a quick uh, once-over and then put it in Instapaper, so I don't totally understand it. The Washington Post had an article about the NBA's scoring bubble, where apparently between 2015 and 2020 or something, like scoring just got kind of out of hand, and we just kept having games that were, like, both teams had well over, like, 110 points a game. And... Apparently there was a rule a rule change in the past year or two, and yeah, I don't know what that is, and wondering if you do.
1: I do. So there was a rule change made over the off season where what's been in, and this this rule was meant to address something that's been increasingly happening in the NBA, and in my opinion, and in, in in the league's opinion, had become kind of a problem is players when you know driving to the basket or just when on offense in general would sort of go out of their way to try and draw fouls so like a classic example (laughs) of this would be you know player goes up for a layup and instead of you know driving towards the basket like you normally would with a layup they sort of like almost like sidestep into the defender who's closest to them and, and sort of like almost runs into them, but creates contact and therefore draws a foul. And does that mean they get like, there's a success of free throws in the game? Exactly. So Mm -hmm. like in this Washington post article that, that you mentioned and that we'll put in the notes, you know, James Harden's been sort of like the poster boy for, for this change um and you know he he led the league in scoring a couple of seasons ago and he averaged like almost 12 free throws a game which was the you know most for a guard in like you know, over 20 years mm. so um yeah it just it was leading to just a ton of free throws which you know slow the game down and these you know these kind of what the NBA called you know non basketball moves um <laughs> They just made the game obnoxious to watch, because guys were instead of just trying to score, were trying to draw fouls, and it just it just isn't it's just not fun to to watch. so it's it's been a move that i've I've been really happy that they that they made.
0: I feel like we've been talking that for a while, because you've had to explain it to me multiple times where I like when I get into it during the postseason or, or sorry the playoffs, where um there was always like the commentators would always talk about fouls to give. And Mm -hmm. a concept that always just seems ridiculous. So this is, this stops that. Uh, no, 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 no. no. So you can still basically just like run into or like slap another player to try to draw a foul to stop the moment of the game.
1: Well, isn't that what that means? Or no? Well, no fouls to give refers to each quarter as a team, you get five fouls. And then when you go over that number, that the other team starts to get free throws, no matter what type of foul it is, even if it's occurring not when the player is actively shooting.
0: But does but doesn't that if, again if you have foul, like five fouls to give, that doesn't doesn't that mean that you get like some built-in like excuse for a cross team contact that is supposed to stop the game? Or isn't isn't that the reason why you foul somebody?
1: Well, you you foul somebody towards the end of the game to to stop the clock and to try and get the the ball back. Um, they did change the rule, um, the number of years ago, this was like back during like Shaq's prime in the early two thousands, where what they did is in the last two minutes of, of the game, you can't just foul somebody away from the ball. It's like, what was so what was happening is like players, as soon as the ball was inbounded would just like grab Shaq. And then because he was the player that got fouled, he'd be the one to shoot free throws. And he was a really poor free throw shooter, so now, in the last two minutes of the game, any foul that occurs away from the ball leads to you being able to shoot one free throw by any member of your team, and then you get to keep the ball. So you you do have to... If you want to intentionally foul to try and slow the game down and get the ball back, you've got to foul the the person with the ball. But all, all of that is different than what what the this rule change was. Got this it. rule change was just during the course of a game, you'd have guys... Instead of, I mean, in, in, instead of just playing basketball, they'd be out there, you know, tr- fly flailing their bodies around to try and get fouls. Yeah, and it just it just was obnoxious.
0: Hmm. Was was it just certain players, or were certain teams especially bad at it, or was this built-in strategy?
1: Certain players, okay. like James, I mean, James Harden was was the the kind of the probably the biggest offender. But there's you know there's a there's a handful of guys who who are like this. Is James uh-huh.
0: Harden the beard dude?
1: okay mm-hmm.
0: yeah is he the anti-vax one no no that's no, Kyrie. No, no. that's Kyrie. Or Kyrie right. is the everything one wrong or wrong one yeah right okay uh aaron Rodgers. um mm. Mm, immunized so one other thing with <laughs> the, the basketball thing ah, i lost it oh yeah that's my question then i guess are i don't know if anybody would say this publicly but are certain players mad that there was like this heyday where people who abuse that type of thing are like really are known for record books, like as being extremely high scorers. And now that's not an option or do most regular players or people who play the game in a less, um, who exploited this type of thing less, they don't care.
1: I think they're just glad that the rule got changed. Mm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh,
0: With a couple of grab bag items, Uh, we talked about Clipper cards and transit cards being available on um, uh, iOS devices. And this, it it was actually was I don't think it was tied to a particular iOS release, but like it just it came out in like July, maybe. And I just noticed, like, so I just created a brand new Clipper card just as a test on my old iPhone 12 Pro, and it was in my Apple Wallet. And now I have no idea how to get that card back. And I think I just lost 10 bucks. I don't know if there is a way to transfer transit passes between devices. So I guess either, like I haven't done a lot of research on this, but maybe that's a reason to not have much money on your transit card. Cause you're going to lose it when you switch uh, switch your phone.
1: So I, I don't, don't know. I don't really follow what happened to you because Well, but did you, did you create one or
0: transfer one on your iPhone 12?
1: Yeah. So is, I, is I had it now a when you're 13? Yeah.
0: I'm in the wallet app and it is definitely not there.
1: I mean, I had to set it up again. How but... do you do that though? Cuz I can hit, I, I can
0: hit plus and then I can hit transit card and Clipper. And then it just wants me to create a new one. And it says it's going to charge me 3
1: bucks. Oh, um see mine was just um when I went to go set up the transit card, it just was just it just pulled up my it, the Clipper card that I had already associated. Oh, it just is like, hey, do you want to add this one?
0: Wait, transfer. Pr- Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, this I swear to God, this option was not there before. Because I, I, I went back to this like twice before I put it in the slack. I'm like, no, this can't be true. There was not an option that said because cause I looked because when you get a new phone, one thing that's gotten better about iPhones is or like iCloud restores is that. Y- there's now a section that says like a credit cards that were previous enrolled in this device or something. And then you just have to go through each one and um, type in the CVV or bank. of It has to text you a code. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, before there was not an option. Like this was not in that previous cards list. Well, I'll be darned. All right. Got my 10 bucks back. I can now go uh, 1.2 times to the ferry. There you go. And then... eh. There's not much... Oh, uh, you can put a link in the show notes. So Buster Posey retired uh, or announced his retirement. Did we talk about that last week? We did, yeah. Okay. People can go look at uh, some videos or photos in the San Francisco Chronicle of his press conference. I still contend that it's it should be illegal to look as uh, good as Buster Posey does. Just, he always looks cool and well-dressed and like a really cool dude, and that's very <laughs> upsetting. Because mm-hmm. um, he makes it look effortless. It's, it's, it's like he's... He's the sports, he's the male sports Beyonce. Let's let's go with that. <laughs> um, I'm angling for a show title this week. And then uh, the Chronicle had a nice um, article about uh, dogs and pets that have been uh, named after Buster Posey over the years and how
1: they are contending
0: with his retirement. So that's fun.
1: No, and that will be, that'll be in the notes. Yeah. All right. You got anything else before chef specials? Uh, I don't think I've got anything else, and I've I've already said my stuff special, oh. so I'm... Well, crap. I'm, well, now, now I don't
0: have the 30 my, seconds to... My de- work is done. All right. Find something that's going to take 30 seconds. What, what's something that was <laughs> in the list that we didn't talk about? Talk talk about this Bud Light seltzer while I look at my Amazon history.
1: Oh, this was this was kind of something that came across I mean, my trolling desk. Me. Yeah, you betcha. Like, you. <laughs> right after we finished recording um, last week... Um, so, Bud Light Seltzer, which is a seltzer I've never tried, uh, but I, I am aware of the existence of, um, <laughs> came out or announced a um, what they're calling "ugly sweater pack," which is a, a pack of holiday-inspired flavors. And the flavors are they're something. So the the four are cranberry, sugar plum eggnog which they call seltzer <laughs> I have, and real quick, cherry cordial
0: so i have never ever had eggnog and i, I don't I, think I, I have either like i take that as a point of pride just like i've never had uh what's what's the thing like an irish coffee i've never had the that thick ba- like licorice bailey's thing isn't isn't that what an irish coffee is no or is that Guinness? No. it's coffee in guinness
1: um, Irish what, what, coffee. What, are you, what are, you, are you thinking of like an Irish car bomb? No, an,
0: an Irish coffee is,
1: is, is. I know what an Irish coffee is. Whiskey, coffee, and heavy cream.
0: Oh, so then what's the. So what is Bailey's? Isn't that.
1: I don't want like to like my a, history. Uh, Irish liqueur.
0: But what is. Oh, so is it added to something else or do you just drink it straight?
1: Yeah, either. Uh
0: hmm what's what's the thing uh is there any holiday thing that happens with guinness or just drinking guinness
1: just straight out of the can um but what do you mean like is, is guinness like a holiday drink or what do you asking? or is
0: like there's no cock- holiday-ish cocktail or thing that has anything to do with guinness or is that just huh? something that irish people drink
1: not not that i can think of
0: no okay well anyway my point my point here was that i i've never had eggnog but isn't eggnog like a very? Isn't it almost like a milkshake consistency? Like, isn't it like a thick drink?
1: Um, I
0: don't even know what eggnog is. I'm sorry. Isn't it milk just, just eggs in yeah, it? Yeah, I
1: think I know. I, th- I think you're right. Yeah.
0: And how on earth would that translate into a boozy seltzer?
1: I, I <laughs> probably not very well would be my my guess. Safe bet
0: uh seltzer nog the original holiday fave eggnog with notes of sweet cinnamon and in seltzer form no no (laughs) okay command w all right my pick is the 14 inch 2021 macbook pro It's it's a costly good computer it's too much it's it costs too much money um and uh apple should have made it many years ago Um, but let's just sometimes like a lot of other things in life, we just want to pretend that like a certain chunk of the 2010s didn't happen and let's go with that.